If you've been listening to my show, you know how important it is to invest in your sexual pleasure. And a great place to start is with toys. But it can be overwhelming because there are so many pleasure products out there today. How do you know what to choose? Well, Good Vibrations sells sex-positive adult toys and accessories, and it's really the gold standard when it comes to quality. If Good Vibrations sells it, I know I can trust it. They have everything. Seriously? Vibrators, lubes, games, bondage accessories, books, and every fantasy in between. All of their products are made of body-safe materials, non-toxic, so you don't have to worry about what you're putting on or in your body. Plus, all orders are discreetly delivered. They have stores across the country staffed with really knowledgeable people who care about your orgasm, like I do. And now, Good Vibrations has added an online virtual shopper who can help you shop and find the best sex toys, whatever you're looking for. You can check out my go-to toys and products on my website, sexwithemily.com, and shop Good Vibrations at sexwithemily.com slash shop. That's sexwithemily.com slash S-H-O-P. Have fun shopping. Do you know mutual masturbation is one of the top searched sex terms? You know you're going to get off. You're learning from your partner what feels good to them. It's a sure thing. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. You're listening to Sex with Emily. I'm Dr. Emily, and I'm here to help you prioritize your pleasure and liberate the conversation around sex. All right, in this episode, I take calls from our Sex with Emily hotline. Your questions include what it means if you're in a healthy relationship with a man but can't stop fantasizing about women. What's the deal with bisexuality? Is birth control to blame for your low sex drive? If not, what is it? how to bring intimacy back into your relationship after pregnancy, and what to do if your partner refuses to talk about their sexual desires. All right, now it's your turn. Please call and leave a voicemail with your questions, and then we'll get in touch and set a time for us to talk live. The number, 559-TALK-SEX. That's 559-825-5739. Intentions with Emily. For each episode, it really helps us set an intention. What do you want to get out of this episode? My intention is simply to help all of my incredible listeners navigate their sexual challenges and answer your questions and help you live the sex life you deserve. Our Ask Emily at sexwithemily.com. This week, I hate giving my partner oral sex. What do I do? Check that one out. Maybe you were thinking about it. Maybe a friend. All right. Enjoy this episode. So we've got Lauren 30 calling in from New Jersey. Lauren, tell me what's going on. Thanks. I'm a huge fan. I'm so happy. Um, so I, I'm a therapist and I'm always thinking, always in my head, but I can't figure this one out. Okay. I, I think of it as like my, my it is spilling into my ego. I am in a healthy relationship with a man like seven months in and suddenly my fantasies of being with a girl sexually, being with a woman is like suddenly moving into my daily life and I, I go by the timing tone and turf. I'm a big communicator. I've talked about it with him. I mean, he, he's not like irritated by it, but he's definitely not okay with me pursuing that. And I understand, okay. right? but I just can't get my finger 
on why this is suddenly like not just a fantasy. It used to just be I would have dreams or that would be the porn of choice. Right. And suddenly it's like, no, I want to do this in my waking life. And I, I can't get to, to the bottom of it. Have you met anybody that's piqued your interest? I have not. Okay. How's your sex life with your partner? Our sex life is great. Um, the hesitation you hear in my voice is like, I, I am struggling a little bit with the X factor, like the wow chemistry, but everything is so great in the relationship. And, and the actual sex is great as well in the communication. Um, so it's not something I'm concerned about, but the X factor is just a little so-so for me. Okay. How The X factor meaning? Just that mm-hmm. like unspeakable chemical, I gotta have you right here, right now type of connection that I've had in mo- my most toxic relationships, honestly. It's like the more say. toxic, yeah, the more toxic, the, the stronger that was, which is terrible. And now I'm 30 and making smarter choices. How long have you guys been together? Seven months. Seven months. Okay, so it's still new. How was it at the beginning? Did you have that attraction at the beginning? We we did. I don't know what we're off. I think, I don't know if it's spending more time together than I usually spend with my significant other, to be honest. Um, but it, it, it it's died down a little bit and it's only seven months in. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens in relationships. The honeymoon period is anywhere from six months to two years. And then during the pandemic, maybe you were spending more time together and then that kind of squashes out the 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 arousal and the attraction process because when we're on top of each other, we're seeing each other more, while we feel more intimate and more connection and more love with our partner, it sort of can douse the flames of desire because we no longer have that separation. We no right. longer have the novelty. And that's big for me. And the spontaneity. And so you're yeah. living together. You're not living together, right? Okay. So oh. I'm, I've lived on my own forever. Um, and then recently situations in my apartment became unlivable and, and I, I did need to stay here. So I've gone from living on my own my entire life since I was, you know, 20 to now we are here together all the time and it's fine, but maybe that's playing more of a role. Definitely. Than- you need that because, because then the, where is the spontaneity? Where's the buildup? Where's the getting excited to see him and dressing up and going on the dates? Yes. Yes. And it's really mm-hmm. soon to move in with someone after seven months. I mean, people do it yes. all the time. I'm just saying that maybe, For you sure. know, maybe it, maybe, I mean, do you think besides the sex, which is a huge thing, like how, are there other things in the relationship that give you pause? No, besides, besides that chemical, like just missing a little bit of that X factor. That's what I've always called it. And you said it was there in the beginning, but not. It was not the strongest I've ever had. Okay. But when I, when I was in my younger and mid twenties, I put all of my stock in that. If I didn't have that X factor with someone, I did not give them a chance. And it led me to a lot of the wrong people. Right, exactly. (laughs) So I don't put all of my stock in. Well, see, this is what we do. We tend to learn our lessons. And then sometimes we use the pendulum swings the other way. You're like, okay, I don't need to have the X factor. I'm just going to find someone who's compatible, who's a good guy, who's not toxic. And then either you find that maybe you go somewhere back towards the middle. But did you have it at all at the beginning? Like enough. So you had a little bit. So is he interested in sex? Is he interested in growing with you? He is. He's so open to these conversations with me. And I think he's heard me listening to your podcast a lot. And I, I've always been a sexual person. So when I found your podcast, it was great. She's like, she's educating people and she just knows her stuff. So he's open to it, but not to me pursuing the, the, the woman. woman. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think and I, I don't want a threesome. Like I, this is something I want on my own. 
Well, you've been together for seven months and you're 30. And part of me thinks like, does he really get to dictate which fantasies you, I mean, that's, let's go back to that. It's not even like you're saying, I want to spice it up. I want to make it interesting. You're saying I, my fantasies for women is really going through the roof. And, and, and I just think you're young and you are still exploring and how would you feel if you never had that experience? So right. I feel like perhaps he needs to hear more about it. Like, I don't think you're saying I want to leave you for a woman. You're saying I want to still have sexual experiences and I still want to grow. And this is one area where I just need to do it on my own. And that's not an easy pill for many people to swallow because they get jealous or they're worried or what does it mean? Not most of us are not that educated around these things. Like we just feel threatened and we feel rejected. And so right. it's a matter of, so there's two things going on here. The first thing is like, you have this pretty intense desire that you've had for a while, but now it's, ele- well, because it's the porn you watch, although that's what I watch too, but it elevates, it elevates. So now it's about that and the fact that he hasn't been that most, he's just not doing it for you. So on the one hand, you can kind of choose your battles here and say, okay, I'm not gonna pursue the woman thing right now, but what I am gonna do in this seven month relationship is I'm gonna really try to talk to him about what I find attractive or what would be really hot to me or discussing some of your fantasies that don't include women or can you remember a time with him or like the sexiest night you've had together? Did something happen? Do you remember what was happening? Could you recreate that? Um, I'm, I'm a bit big on mood music. And so I don't know if you know Alina Barraz, but I think she's got such a sexy voice. No, but I want to write it down. Yeah, such a sexy voice. Just like all of hers. I could just put on a playlist of Alina Barraz and like a drink, kind of set the mood. Sometimes I like to dabble with edibles. Yes. And just kind of get lost in each other. Phones away. I don't care if we're, I mean, with the pandemic, we've not really gone out and had that much exciting experiences outside of the home together, which could be playing into this in general, but like playing into the specifics of the woman thing, just, it's not connecting for me. I just, I don't don't know. Our brains are, I mean, maybe you're just like not as attracted to him. And so your brain is going, well, what about a woman that could really Mm -hmm. be next level and you won't know until you try it. So you could choose to say, I'm going to just focus for the next three. You could say three months, Lauren. You could say, babe, let's just do, you could download our pleasure planner on our website. It gives couples like steps to walk through and plan out their sex life. The yes, no, maybe list. All the things I talk Mm -hmm. about could Mm -hmm. be the fuel to see like, are you guys both into the same things? Explaining to him what you might need to be aroused. Maybe it's more foreplay, more warm up. Maybe you want to come home from work and he's playing the soundtrack. You Mm -hmm. know, he's taking care of things, but it's a skill set, like learning how to be a great lover. And he just might not know how to be that to you. And you might not really know what that looks like either. So you could say for three months, I'm going to try to put all of my energy into trying with him and seeing if he's on board. And if we could create new scenarios, get a hotel room for a night, travel together. Can you go stay with a friend for a week? Yeah, we've really been lacking those experiences. And I, I've, I've voiced that to him. I need the excitement. Like, I'm not saying whisk me away to Mexico and travel. Like, I, I know we both have a lot going on, but I, I need some, I need to get dressed and, right. you know, feel sexy, put on makeup and have him like be the one saying, okay, babe, we're going to go here, get dressed up, you know, like, tell me what to do. I don't want to be the one planning it all. I'm the same way. Have you told him that? Yes. And has he yes. done it? He, he's trying. He's not okay. a planner. Dear Lord, he's not a planner. And I understand I'm not great either, but I, I need it. I need some spicing. Then then I think that's what you tell him, like plan this night for us. Cause I'm not a planner either. And I had a relationship a few years ago 
neither one of us were planners and it didn't go well. Cause I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm down mm-hmm. for anything. I work all freaking day. I need you to mm-hmm. plan. It's also sexy when someone takes the initiative. I think you can relate. And the other people have spoken about this when you're in control and you like run shit in your life elsewhere in the bedroom, you kind of just want to, I a little bit want to be dominated. I yes. or just romantically like, babe, we're going to go here, get ready. We're going out and doing this. And I do understand it's harder now, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but he might never have been asked this before and doesn't know what it looks like. You might need to really explain to him, this is what it looks like. So when I come and I know this doesn't sound sexy, but to be able to say to him, okay, for Saturday night, I want you to plan A, B, and C and tell me what to wear and tell me where we're going and like help him a little bit. And then once yeah. he does that and you have this great reaction to it, it'll reinforce new behavior because it's just new behavior, like to learn how to be a planner. Right. But, and to learn how to dominate as well, like he might not even know what that means. Sometimes we say dominate us and our partner's like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want me to choke you? Do you want me to tie you up? Do you want me to like spank you? You know, he might right. not know. So that's why the yes, no, maybe list is a cool thing for couples to do because maybe he's into some of the things you're into and he didn't know that that's what dominate. You know what I mean? Right, you can't right. make assumptions yeah. that they no, know. For sure. Cause I've told him I want him to be more aggressive in the bedroom. And then I realized last night, like I need to spell out explicitly yes. what I mean by that. Like that could mean so many things. And his nature is not an aggressive. He is kind and warm. So like he might not, I might have to really say like, I want you to pull my legs apart. I want yes. you to, you know, initiate this, be like, make me feel like you have to have me. Yes. Exactly. Like literally exactly. And try to find some porn where it happens. This is where I love porn. You're like this scene right now, show them three scenes, cue them up. That's what I want. And then say, I'm going to try this with him for a few months because the women are always going to be there. And then you'll know. Right. And maybe you'll start to feeling more attracted to him and those feelings will go away. But it's probably because you had such a lacking for you're not getting your needs met. You're like, well, this fantasy gets me off every time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. So I feel that that might be a good way to go. Just kind of commit to, even if it's two months, because you'll know in two months. And then I guess I'll end up finding out if the lack of excitement is fueling my girl yes. fantasy, not being just a fantasy anymore. Right, exactly. But you won't know until you change something up. So saying, I'm going to put that aside for two months. I'm going to give him two months or three months or whatever feels good to you. And you're going to continually talk about it and see, can he bring it? Yeah. And then you'll have your answer. What do you think, Lauren? I think that's a good idea. I love it. Let's see. This is why I called. You're great. Yay. Thank you you so much. Keep me posted. Okay. I'll keep listening. I'll keep you posted. I love it. Have a great night. After the break, I talked to Alexis who just got on birth control and it's killing her sex drive. All this and more coming right up. tell you a story about a vibrator, the Jeju Mimi. I've loved the Mimi for a really long time. It was one of the first toys I fell in love with. You could call it my first love. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, chances are you've heard me mention the Jeju Mimi. But now I have something new to tell you about, the Mimi Soft. Now when I heard about the Mimi Soft, I thought, I love the original Mimi. What are they doing? But I tried it and my mind was blown. They kept what I love about the original Mimi, the iconic Jeju Rumble, deep vibrations that allow you to really feel the vibrator more in your muscles and your nerve endings, and also allows you to access pleasure points. But it's also discreet. It's one of these quiet vibrators. You can't even really hear it. Plus, it's got a great shape that can access 
all sorts of erogenous zones and it fits perfectly in the palm of your hand, which is why I love using it with a partner. But now with the Mimi Soft, you get an extra layer of silky smooth silicone, making it even softer than before, which I didn't think was possible. Plus a squishy soft tip to use for more comfortable pinpoint precision. It's perfect if you're looking for a more sensual sensory experience or if you've heightened clitoral sensitivity. To experience the magic of the Jeju Mimi Soft, go to Sex with emily.com slash mimi soft and use code emily for 10% off at checkout that's sex with emily.com slash m-i-m-i-s-o-f-t with code emily let's talk to alexis 19 in michigan hi alexis i don't know when i was 19 in michigan hi how are you i'm good how are you I'm good. What's going on? How can I help you? Of course. So I am in a long-term relationship. Um, He's really great. Um, And I started taking birth control when we started having, um, a few months after we started having sex. And my sex drive has slowly um, been getting to about a zero. And I've been really struggling lately. Um, And he's really understanding, but obviously his sex drive is higher than mine. And I fully believe that a good sex life is important in a relationship. I don't know if I should talk to my gyno or... Yes. I just don't know what to do. I feel yes, pretty we, stuck. Listen, th- Alexis, there are, it's so funny that you're calling in right now because I, I too, am from, I'm from Michigan. And I was talking to my freshman year roommate, so I was probably about your age. And I said to her, I think that when I went on the birth control pill, I got on a year, a uh, few weeks before I started college that it did impact my libido and my mood. And so what's happening, Alexis, is the pill can have an impact on your libido. And I would say 100% go to your gynecologist and ask her for different options. You could get a no-hormone IUD. You could also use a condom. You know, there's been a lot of really good information lately that's come in about the truths around the birth control pill, and I'm not telling women just to go off the pill. However, it impacts our lives. It really does in ways that, you know, our mood. Um, So if you, if, and you haven't changed anything else, you're not taking a antidepressant? No. Okay. I mean, the pills, so... You know, there are different ones with different levels of hormones. And so you could go see your doctor and see if she could adjust the prescription. I would yeah. do that. And is there anything ASAP. like, is there anything that I could do? Like coming, like talking to him, I've tried to talk to him and he's been really understanding, but I'm just like feeling that he's not quite understanding what I'm feeling. And maybe I just don't want to force our sex life, but sometimes I feel like I have to because my sex drive is so low. Is there something that I can do? now until I meet with my gyno to kind of improve our sex life a little bit or have him understand where I stand. And I think it's both important. I think you're doing a great job, Alexis. I'm really glad that you're being really honest with him because our libidos, whether we're on the pill or not, will fluctuate throughout our lifetime. Things, you know, we'll get, you know, who knows, be going through a stressful time or we're on antidepressant or after we have children. And so I think the healthier, you know, healthier conversations we can have with our partners about what's actually going on will, you know, and that they understand is really helpful. So I think you could give them information on the birth control pill and the impact it has on libido. So you're not just making it up if he wants to really understand it more and what happens. You know, we've done a few great podcasts with a woman named Jolene Brighton, and she wrote a book called Beyond the Pill. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's great resources there. 
as far as, so if he wants to read some of that and understand, but let me tell you the other interesting thing that I'm thinking about, Alexis, is that, you know, for many women, whether they're on the pill or not, they just don't experience as high of a sex drive. It fluctuates at different times. And so, and, and even then women are, we are responsible for turning our own pilot lights on and figuring out what gets us in the mood because you said, well, of course my boyfriend has a higher drive that we assume that, but there's, we had a woman calling yesterday who has a higher drive than her boyfriend. So it's not necessarily a gender thing, but I can see what you're saying that I'm, you know, he has a higher drive. And so for you, I would ask you, Alexis, in ways to work with this now, what, 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 what are you in the mood for sex? What does that feel like? What's happening right before that moment? Is it something, does right. your boyfriend do something? Does Is there a response you have to a stimuli that turns you on? Yeah. Think about what that thing is. Well, like for me, it's <laughs> like the more I masturbate, the more I want sex. The more I talk about sex to a partner, I want sex, you know? So, but I, it doesn't just hit me over the head, you know? I've never been right. like that. So yeah. But we think it I, should. Yeah, I never masturbate, so maybe I should start doing that. Um, I just, I never, see, I'm never in the mood. <laughs> well, right. Okay, so this is a matter of building a new habit. We're never in the mood for the things that become habits. We're never like, can't wait to brush my teeth, you know, can't wait to eat breakfast. But <laughs> right. when, when, if you leave a, vi- if you do have a vibrator, use your hands, I would get a fun new toy that you like yeah. to play with, um, that you might want to experiment with. And you put it by your bed and you got a bottle of lube there. And before you go to sleep or when you wake up in the morning, whenever you're the most motivated, it might take you 10 minutes and just start to explore and get curious about your body and, and what feels good. And then you'll find that that's one way to keep sex top of mind and to keep your body yeah. moving and keep your body feeling good um, and start to get those feel-good hormones going because orgasms are actually good for our health, our mental health, our well-being, and will help yeah. you. So that's one thing I recommend, and I recommend. I don't know. Have you? Do you orgasm with a partner? See, I see. That's I don't know. I, I've only ever been with him. I don't know what an orgasm is. I don't know if I've ever experienced it or not. Like, is there something uh, that you know that you've experienced it? Yeah, but I think it's really about you'll start to feel, you know, a sort of your your pelvic floor maybe start to expand and vibrate. You'll start to feel mm-hmm. like internal genital areas start to feel good and flush might move throughout your body it's sort of an intense release it is yeah. state of euph- state of euphoria it's a building yeah sensation. i definitely like experience like that feeling for sure i just need to explore more i guess <laughs> for sure yeah we all do alexis we all do and i love that you're 19 i didn't masturbate until i was in my 20s you have so much time to figure out your body and what feels good to you. So you're not behind here. You are right where you need to be. Yeah. And just start exploring and touching yourself. Have like a date night with yourself and say, okay, tonight is yeah. my night. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to set the atmosphere for myself. I'm going to, you know, put on my favorite music and light a candle and then seduce yourself essentially and think about how does touch feel on your body? Go slow, play with your nipples you know, use your hands over your neck and just sort of tease yourself and get curious. Yeah. Well, and that might also so much. help I you. really appreciate it. Of course. I'm so glad you called Alexis. 
I listened to you on Call Her Daddy, and I've been listening to you all day, and I was like, I have to talk to her about this. (laughs) I'm so glad you called in. Yeah, that was a really fun episode. I'm so glad you found me, and I'm glad I found you. Thank you you so much. Really inspiring. Of course, sweetie, have a great night. Thanks for calling. Let's talk to Rick in Ohio. Hi, Rick. What's going on? Thanks for calling. Not much. I I just want to say that I am... I definitely am attracted to both sexes, but I, I feel like I'm leaning more towards men. Is it possible to be, you know, bisexual Absolutely. sometimes? Or oh, bisexual is real, okay. yeah. I mean, you can be attracted to men, women, all genders, and sexuality yeah, is a I'm spectrum. I, it's a spectrum. I've, I've definitely been, I definitely have been with men, and I really enjoy being with men, but I mean, I, at the same time, I'm attracted to women, but I, I feel more comfortable sometimes too around men. Yeah, I think that that's totally, you know, fine. People think, oh, yeah, there's, I think what you're alluding to is that people think there's no such thing as, as being bisexual. But, like, how could you tell a whole group of people that they don't exist? It's not right. a phase. It's not a thing. And I think that there's a lot of people who who are bisexual, and they just go through a lifetime of repressing it because they don't understand how you could be attracted to all genders. They might be attracted to trans people. They might, to everyone. So, yeah, Rick, is it, has it been a, a problem for you, or you're just wondering about the labels here? Well, no, it hasn't really been a problem. I mean, like, for instance, I've I've been with a guy now for, you know, a good eight to nine years. But at the same time, too, if I'm watching something like Dancing with the Stars or or if there's an attractive girl on a commercial I find attractive, you know, I mean, I'm not going to dance around and and not look. But I mean, um, no, it hasn't been a problem. And I'm not really into labels or anything. But I think sometimes I feel like I you know, catch myself doing a double glance at, at times with both genders. That's that's great that you allow yourself to do that. You know, and people just don't. And in fact, there's a lot of men who are attracted to men and they, you probably know these guys and they, and they feel such shame around it that they end up becoming, you know, homophobic. They end yeah. up hating yeah. themselves. So then they hate others who are gay. So, you know, yeah, sex I'm not is, like, I mean, I've, yeah, I no, I'm glad. I'm saying you're a good example, Rick, of men of of a man who's being totally yeah. comfort, honest with yourself. You know, even at home, like I've got, you know, a Playgirl magazine, but yet I've got a, a Playboy magazine. I mean, I've got, you know, I, I enjoy looking at both from time to time. Yeah, to me, I think that means that you are open, and you, you know, think about it. If everyone was paid attention to their bisexuality or that they could be that sex is a spectrum, just like gender isn't binary, you know, our biology, and so that's true that you know, isn't either that sex exists on the spectrum. Alfred Kinsey said one is straight and six is gay. Have women been a little bit more open about that over the years? Or are there yes. more women that are more like that or just, okay. I think that women are more openly women are, tend to be more bisexual. We tend to hear about it more. They tend to act on it more there because I, I believe there's less of a stigma and you're seeing it more in culture and it's just more accepted overall. And I, it's more I visible, but been, men don't see this. Men don't see it as much, right? That you can be bisexual. I think women have been that way for years, though, right? I think that, that men and women have always existed on spectrum sexually, but I think that there's more permission given to women and there's more celebration of women yeah. being bisexual than men. But I think it's always been the case. But I think for many men, they just they just keep it down and they're so afraid of the repercussions and our society yeah. says that if you're bisexual, you're just gay. So that's not fair yeah. for men. Yes, you're absolutely right. right that it, that is the stigma is there for men and not for women. I, I totally agree. I think maybe that might have been my original question. I just didn't know how to ask that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That that. But I don't. I think that now we give people more permission. This is why Rick. This is such a great. 
I love that you're calling in, but I think if you really give people permission to expand their minds and to think about it, that people could kind of go try something out, dabble. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I, I experiment it and I, I, I enjoy it and I like it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad that you found that and you're with a partner who's understanding as we all should be. Yes, I, I want I, that for everybody. My okay. biggest thing is I, I love sucking penis. It's, it's discreet. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've dabbled too with women, you know, so, but that's, you don't have to give it up. Here's the thing. If we could be more open about this thing and we could be more open about what we're actually attracted to and we didn't talk about like gender and we just were attracted to what we were attracted to, you know, now we call it like pansexual people who are more open to anything. They're just attracted to whatever they might be attracted to, to whoever, whatever gender. And I think that's the way to live. And I think that's where we're going now, Rick. I think that in society, much to much people's disappointment, many people don't, won't, won't be, this won't be a popular statement, but I think that now that there's more permission and there's more information and there's more education, I think that just allowing people to see that it's okay, be attracted to what you want, who you want, and just be honest and be open about it, that we would, then we would give others permission, just like me talking, you talking about this right now, Rick, I promise you is giving some other people permission to feel better about their own choices sexually. Or maybe there's some people who have felt like they don't want to come out. And now by hearing this, they're, they want to, they're thinking, okay, well, Rick's doing it. Rick's opened. I'm thank okay. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for calling. Yeah. I appreciate it. This is from Mark 43 in the UK. I'm married and I've known my wife for 12 years. We've been married for five. We're very sexually open. We've been to clubs and we've swung. We use toys together, the magic wand, the womanizer. We watch porn. We use toys and we are deeply committed to one another. She is the best sex I've ever had. We've been trying to start a family for a while and last year she was pregnant, but after three months, we lost the baby. Worst experience for us both, but we're dealing. However, I believe that it has changed her. Totally understandable. It's not something you're going to get over anytime soon. I want nothing but to be supportive of her. However, it has changed our sex life. She only wants to have sex when she's ovulating. We really want a baby. And I've tried to let her know as much as we really want to begin a family, sex isn't just for baby making. And I miss her, but don't want to push her due to the trauma of miscarriage. Is there a thing I can do to support her? So many couples go through miscarriages. It's really, really common actually. And I don't think we talk about it enough can be so upsetting because it's like the ultimate joy, right? When you are pregnant and you're going to become parents and you're expecting and all these things happen. And it's really, it can be very, very devastating. And, you know, not only like your hormones, you know, kind of messed up after that, but it's just the the sorrow and the pain. And, you know, it's estimated that one in eight pregnancies will end in miscarriage. I would say maybe 20%, 25% of my friends probably who have kids right now have had a miscarriage first. They just did all ages. And so I think if you've seen a marked difference, Mark, that she's really, maybe she's depressed. You know, maybe she could, you know, have therapy and you guys could go together. And this is another thing that happens when couples are trying to get pregnant for a while. It literally just becomes like, we're making babies. We're making babies. Like sex is no longer fun. It's no longer sexy. There's no variety. There's other things I talk about in the show and it becomes like a chore. And this is, gets really, really challenging for couples. It's It can be... A tricky time. And so it's really important that you could have a talk with her and just say like, what, what can we do that could keep our sex life still really interesting? Because what you've said to her, I've let her know that it's not just for baby making. 
But see, here's the thing about these conversations. If you say to your wife, I feel like we're only having sex when you're ovulating. Sex isn't just for baby making. All she cares about right now, honestly, all she's making a baby. So the way you said it, remember guys, communication is so important here because there's a totally different way. It was like, really, you got to think about your spin on this, right? Like that is not going to make anyone. She'll be like, well, I want to make a baby. What are you talking about? But having conversations or at least thinking about it, you've been with her for a while. What makes her feel the most herself and in the mood? And were there things you could go back to in the beginning that work? Maybe you guys need a reset. You need a, a vacation. You need to switch up locations. I mean, you could even have some conversations. We've got some great tools on our site and blog posts and things about how to have these conversations. But I think, you know, even ask her, what's the three uh, most memorable times we've had sex? Like ask her that and say, tell me the three most memorable times we've had sex and what you remember about them, right? And then you guys can have a fun game of like trading stories because sometimes we just need to be reminded. And also there'll be some clues in that. There'll be something in each story that will say, oh, you know, for example, if she talks about the time you were on vacation, and a lot of our stories are actually, people are on vacation, it's because we're out of our element. We're not, we're not at home staring at the ceiling, the same ceiling, and doing all the things that, that just aren't less interesting. You change up the location. But maybe she liked it one time when, you know, there was a lot of dirty talk, or maybe you were, it was a forbidden time. Like maybe you were somewhere where you shouldn't have been having sex. So when you ask these questions, there's a lot of information that you can get from that. You can say, oh, she likes it a little mystery. She likes to play dress up. If she liked that one time on Halloween when you had sex. So you can kind of find out cues to see like what might be interesting for us. And you did use the words here. We're talking about miscarriage. Like how do you get past it? You did say trauma of miscarriage. So if it's been a year and she's still feeling that again, therapy, you know, there might be part of her that's really wants to get pregnant and then scared if she does get pregnant, she's going to lose the baby. So it's more complex than we allow people to realize it really is. So that's what I suggest for you, Mark. Repair your relationship how everyone needs to repair it. And that is like honest communication and keep going with it. Keep talking about it. When I come back, Don's wondering how to help his girlfriend figure out what she likes in bed. Don't go away. People have been asking me, so what's changed after 15 years of doing the podcast? Well, a lot has, but to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for so many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. So you've heard me talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation. And because Promescent is quickly absorbed into the penis, it won't transfer to your partner. Oh, and speaking of your partner... I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, Promescent has created a new female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any sexual activity you can think of. So now, they got Promescent Delay Spray for him, arousal gel for her, so basically they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. Trust me, try this combo, thank me later. Seriously, write into feedback at sexwithemily.com and tell me how it went. I want to know. So try Promescent today. Go to sexwithemily.com slash enhance. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash E-N-H-A-N-C-E today. We've got a very different kind of sponsor for this episode. 
The Jordan Harbinger Show, which is a podcast you really should be listening to. And I know that every day someone tells you you just have to listen to some podcast and you nod and say, sure. And then you never listen to it. Don't let that happen here. Jordan's show, which Apple named one of the best of 2018, is aimed at making you a better informed, more critical thinker so you can get a sense of how the world actually works and come to your own conclusions about what's happening even inside your own brain. Each episode is a conversation with a different fascinating guest. And when I say there's something for everyone here, I really mean that. In one episode, Jordan talks to a hostage negotiator from the FBI who offers techniques on how to get people to like and trust you, which sounds useful and disturbing at the same time. Another episode tells a story of a cinematographer who discovered a lost city in the jungle and made one of the most important archaeological finds of this century. Some of his other podcasts are Help, I Married a Conspiracy Theorist and How to Help Your Suicidal Partner. Jordan's always focused on pulling useful practical insights out of his brilliant guests. And I'm not just talking pop psychology or wishy-washy self-help stuff here. The episodes are loaded with bits of wisdom that you can use to legitimately change your mind and improve your life right away. I really enjoy this show and think you will as well. There's so much here. Just check out jordanharbinger.com slash start for some episode recommendations or search the Jordan Harbinger Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is from Don31 in Canada. Longtime listener from Canada. I've been dating someone for a couple months. We get along famously. She's funny and sexy, the total package. Our sex life is good, but whenever we get intimate... She says that she's lazy and doesn't like to ask for what she wants in bed. I reassured her that she need not be shy and we should have open communication. Any tips on how we can improve this aspect of our relationship? I would say that your girlfriend, Don, probably isn't lazy. She doesn't know what to ask for. She doesn't, she says she doesn't like to ask for what she wants in bed. Nobody likes to ask for what they want in bed. We all want our partners to be mind readers and to figure it out. I mean, I actually believe that. I used to think that my partners must be able to intuit from my body language exactly what I needed. And I thought that men were shipped off somewhere to a school and that in that men's school, they learned everything about the female body because I had no idea. I mean, really, that's how we don't have information about this. And so I think that you can work with her on this Um, even telling her that she doesn't need to be shy and you should have open communication, make this fun. Okay. You could make this like, I get what you're saying, but let's, let's, I would just love to hear you right now when we're not in bed. You know, let's talk about what you like. You could go to our site. You could download our yes, no, maybe list. You guys could take that together. It's a list that lists all the sex things, everything on the table, kissing, anal, foreplay, cuddling. And then you each tick yes, no, or maybe I mean, if she's lazy, she wouldn't mind laying down and clicking off the yes, no, maybe list with you. But I believe that, you know, she should tell you, you could also play a game, make a fun sex game, have a conversation using, you know, there's like these sex libs. There's all this stuff, sexwithemily.com. We've got a great store. They ask questions and you guys could find out together. But in my experience, she likely doesn't know what she needs or has enough experience with her body to be able to ask for it. And, and that's just the majority of humans on the planet. So that would make sense. I don't think that she's probably withholding from you. Another great thing is, you know, I hope she masturbates. I hope everybody practices self-loving, but if she hasn't yet masturbated or she's, 
you know, doesn't really know her own body. She only knows her body in relation to another human. That can also be challenging because maybe in her past relationships, her partners, they took all the control. So she actually really doesn't have the language. So maybe some mutual masturbation would be hot. Do you know mutual masturbation is one of the top searched sex terms? Definitely on our site because we talk about it a lot. It's like, of course they do. It's the fucking best. You're like, you know, you're going to get off. You're learning from your partner what feels good to them. Maybe you get each other off. You switch hands. You, you get them off. They get you off. But you're bo- you just, it's a sure thing. And it's a great learning tool. Amanda on my team says she's played sexual chess. Hot. You don't have to buy a sex game. Just use the things you have around the home. Amanda, what was that? Tell me. Whose idea? So the- <laughs> pieces, I love Amanda's pieces. sex life. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's taken years to cultivate. But um, so the different pieces represent different things. So like um, we, we were also playing with like wine. So like pawns where like you have to sip the wine or something. But then other things were like remove a piece of clothing or you, you have to do this to me or I have to do this to you. And we, we did set a time limit on it because some of it was like hand stuff or oral stuff. So we had like one of those timer egg timer or whatever yeah like i think part of the fun too is not letting it actually like turn into sex but like forcing yourself to get back to the game it's edging it's like an edging game because Mm -hmm. you have to stand i love this idea because that's what we all know too when you prolong arousal and desire like you're not allowed to by the rules to actually get into the sex but you're teasing for as long as the alarms two minutes or a minute and then you have to stop i want to play that game it's so fun I think what happens is sex is fun in our minds. Like growing up, we're like, sex is going to be the best. When I'm an adult, I'm just going to have the sex all the time. You know, it's like looking forward to get your driver's license, which actually is pretty awesome when you get your driver's license. When, you know, I turned 16, it was the best day of my life. Having sex, not the best day of my life. It's a huge letdown. Having sex is not what it's cracked up to be. And I think it's actually never meets the hype of what it is when you've never had it. Unless you do the work that we do here and now sex is is I get it that mm-hmm. incredible sex is better than almost anything on the planet. But so many of us aren't there because we never learned how to get there. <sighs> let's make sex fun again. Are you in? Let's talk to our female caller, 51 in Arizona. Hi. Thanks for calling. Oh, hi, Emily. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Um, Thanks for calling. Oh, I just have a question. Yeah, thank you. I, I enjoy your show. I was just thinking... I'm 51, and I've been married to my husband for 25 years, and things have changed a little bit physically as far yeah. as um, both of our physical, you know, we've both gained a few pounds, not not anything crazy, <laughs> but, and things got a little stale, and I think I'm going through menopause, I'm not sure, and my pubic hair is gray, and I'm so, like, embarrassed by it. That happens, yeah. Could you shave it? You could dye it or shave it. Those are your options. How do you? I I tried to wax dye it, it once, and it was just. I don't what about know. just waxing like, it? I'm not sure. Or embrace it, or just say, you know what, my pubic hair is gray, but if it doesn't make you feel sexy, go get it waxed. Get it, get it waxed. Trim it, shave it, or just yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, that's, that's really what you do. And have you ever had it all removed before? No, never. I mean, you might like it. When I first started doing that, I like years ago, I got like the Brazilian wax. Where do you live? Arizona. Yeah. Go into a, a medi, go into yeah. a spa and get it. it. It's, 
You, there's different ways you can do it, and it might even be less painful right now. I mean, it is kind of painful at first, but they take all the hair off, and it's really, really smooth, and and it can feel really good. You can because there's so many nerve endings on our vulva, the exterior part of our vagina, yeah. that there might be more access, and you might realize that he can sort of with oral sex and using some lube, it might feel good. It might be a, a little change or diet. There's like I wish there was a magic yeah. bullet for it. Either accept it. Keep- trying to go down there and i'm like no 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 so either you embrace it and you're like yep you don't even say anything this is who i am or you try something new and see how that feels because it grows back yeah yeah you're right yeah i'm gonna give it a whirl okay let me know how it goes (laughs) i'm dying to know now how you think if i've never having done it okay (laughs) thanks let me know yeah i appreciate you taking my call thank you of course i'm here for you i got you i got you I mean, really, there's nothing. I wish I wish there was something you could do when your hair turns gray, but there isn't. It's embrace it, diet, shave everything. That's what you do. It's true. Even with your wisdom for 25 years, there's still stuff to work on. There's still those issues. You know, I'd think at 25 years together, you'd be like, oh, look how cute you have gray hair. Remember, it's all what we want, like what makes us feel sexy. If she's not allowing her partner to go down on her, and she enjoys that, then I'm saying, okay, either embrace it or take it off and see how that feels. Because no matter what age we're at, I think that there's things that make us really insecure and prevent us from having the sex that we want. And the sooner we can kind of unpack those and realize that what we're worrying about, what we're stressed about is not going to upset our partner, likely. It's mostly our own judgments about ourselves. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with a friend or a partner. Believe me, if you got something out of this, they will too. We release two to three episodes a week. Find me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. It's all at Sex with Emily. If you want to ask me a question about sex, dating, or relationships, you can email me feedback at sexwithemily.com or sexwithemily.com slash askemily. And check out my website. We have so many articles on there helping you better sex. And you can check out our guides at sexwithemily.com slash guides for free guides that will give you expansive tips and activities. Sign up for our weekly emails because, hey, I've been told I give really good emails. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.